All right, everyone, episode 57 of the 580 show. We're back. Exciting stuff today. How are you boys doing? Great. Feeling good. Feeling good. Coming off a week since off. The boys, the boys are, you know, we've we have all haven't been on a pod in a while together. So the, the OG big four, we got us all. So I guess uh just go right into it. The first thing. Uh, Battle at the Bridge this week, I was able to announce finally that we are one of the four regional shows for Strongman Corporation for 2022. So what does that mean? I know if you're if you're in this area or you are affiliated with Strongman Corporate all as a competitor, you've probably shot me a DM since I've announced it because I've had about 500 DMs. Um, I spoke to Dion today um, just to clarify and make sure I was, uh, you know, um, articulating everything correctly as far as that. So I want to make sure I get this um, across. If I say something that you guys think as a competitor that may not make sense, make sure you guys stop me. Okay. So I'm about, I'm going to go through and explain this and then, uh, you know, just stop me where you would have questions as a competitor. Um, so 2022 regionals, we are one of four shows. Um, I don't know if they've officially announced the other three yet, so I'm not going to go ahead and drop that yet. I'll let Strongman Corporation do that. Um, the most exciting thing I think is, uh, Arnold bids. So if you win your class and this is only for open classes, I'm sorry, masters and novice and teens, it doesn't apply to you. Um, there's no Arnold's for, for, uh, masters competitors, but, um, open competitors, if you win your class and it's a class that there is at Nationals or Arnold's, um, you will get a bid to Arnold's. So that is very exciting. Um, the one way I have been explaining this to a lot of people who have DM me is I'm just explaining it. Basically, it is a platinum plus as it used to exist before Strongman Corp has made some changes. So there used to be shows in the U.S. and they were called platinum pluses. And if there were 10 or more in your class, then you qualify for Arnold's. And, you know, there was probably five to seven throughout the U.S. Um, the platinum pluses, as far as I know, aren't really going on anymore with the new format. And uh, so, yeah, first place gets you Arnold and Nationals. If you still want to go to Nationals, you are more than welcome to do that. Second place and third place gets you Nationals. And then if you've got 10 competitors, fourth place will get you Nationals as well. So um, that's pretty much the, the gist of the placing. Um, if there's 12 or more, we can give out a Nationals invite to uh, fifth place as well. So Real basically their, their goal for Regionals is just to be as – competitive as a show as possible um there's not supposed to be any novice competitors at a regional show but since we started ours before we knew we were going to be regionals dion is allowing us to have our novice classes remain we've since added 25 spots that we are only taking open um individuals now so if you're hearing this hopefully there's still spots left open i think last time i looked we were under 20 again so um, yeah. And I guess I should add for 2022, it's kind of, I know we've talked about it before on this pod. It's kind of a gap year for them. Um, we, all of us obviously thought that there was some new ownership taking over in Strongman Corporation, which fell through. Um, so, and before that even fell through, they did announce that 2022, no matter what was just going to kind of be a play ball year. The only thing that really changes is platinum pluses are now called regionals. And they have a defined, you know, placing and qualification system for those. So um, what did I miss so far with that? Yeah, stuff? Real guys? quick. Um, 
Does the Arnold bid depend on the number of competitors per weight class? Nope. If you, as long as I believe it's like, I think every class we have has already met that qualification standard. So for platinum pluses, it used to be 10 and now it is not for regionals because you're going to have like 120 competitors and it's only going to be open classes. So we're a little bit of a weird example because we'll probably have a little bit less than a normal regionals. Um, but the, the idea is to have it as competitive as possible for this year. Um, is that good for like subclass too? Any class that they have at nationals and Arnold's. Okay. Any, any class. So I know they've announced like they're adding a 200 class. Um, I sent an email to verify that my 200 guys will be able to get an Arnold's bid, but I am, I have not yet to confirm that, but as long as like, the document that I received, as long as it's a class that is at Nationals and Arnold's, then, you know, then you are able to give that that bid out. Cool. So that's really cool. Um, I'm really, really excited. Um, I believe next year. So a lot of people have I, I talked to Dion today and I will say I believe she will most likely be a guest on our podcast for next week. Um, I'm not guaranteeing it, but it seems like she's going to be around for next week. So that'll be really exciting to actually hear everything from her. Um, but for next year for regionals, there's a lot of uproar because I believe like, you know, it was originally indicated there was going to be like local sectional state regional, then nationals. Right. So this is something really cool. And I think a lot of people have complained because, Oh, I don't want to do all these shows. I don't want to, if you win a local show still, like if you go Dante in 2023 and you go do PA Dutch, right. And it's just a local show and you win your class and it's not just you and your class. Like it meets all this standard, you know, there's like five people in your class. So they're allowed to give out a nationals bid. You'll still just be able to uh, surpass regionals and go straight to nationals. The reason, one main reason that Dion told me, for the regionals thing. And it does kind of make sense is she said she gets a lot of people and um, who sign up for a show. So say Riley signs up for a show and he's the, you know, it's a local show. He lives in, you know, I don't know, Idaho, and they don't have a huge, you know, uh, participation rate there. So there's 37 guys at this show and Riley's the only one that signed up for middleweight open. So, Riley won his class technically, or he had to be combined. And Riley's whole purpose for going to that local show was to qualify for nationals. So that sucks for Riley because now he can't qualify for nationals because not to no, no fault of his own, but what he will receive from going there and at least being the only one there, he'll still receive a regionals bid and he'll have a chance to now go prove himself and get that nationals bid that he wanted. Sure. So that that was one uh, point that she made. And I like the I like the uh, the reasoning and that you're able to surpass regionals with a win at a local show as long as there's a certain amount of people in your class. So I think a lot of people will like that. And I think a lot of people have jumped the gun on that. Rightfully so, because it's been it's been craziness this last couple months. So rightfully so. But um, I did hear that straight from Dion today that that is the case. So I thought that was really cool. Um, so man, that's exciting stuff about the bridge, obviously for us, where <laughs> you guys are all from around here. So Beaver County PA is one of the four locations in the United States, a place that I had my graduation party at. 
and Riley has spent many nights drinking my <laughs> as well. And we my are, first birthday. Yeah. Riley's 21st birthday was a banger there. So just it's it actually means a lot to me. And it's so cool that we are one of the four locations in the United States hosting a regionals event in 2022. And I think it's it's just the start of something special for this show. I think we all knew it was going to be a big show. Um, but I think this is adding a little bit of validity to me just speaking about it. And uh, I think for 2023, 2024, you know, so on, it's just, it's going to be bigger and bigger. So I can't wait, you know, for this year and years to come. So what else do you guys have as far as a competitor's view or being affiliated with the show? What, uh, what else would you guys have that I may not have uh, made? So you, you said she wanted these regional shows to be super competitive, maybe even specifically talking about this year, you were, was that just class size, increasing class size, or was that also, would you ever think about like for the weight matrix, increasing the weights? Good question. So actually that's, I was just going to, I was reading it as you were speaking, but um, that's a really good question. One of the rules is um, if there is an event that you have that precedent has already been set at nationals, so say like we, we have a yoke, right? Our weight matrix has to be within 15% of that weight at nationals. So it cannot be lower than 15% of the weight that we used at nationals for, for that event. So if we would have a wheelbarrow, you know, that because the year wheelbarrow was used this year, it would have to be a, a max. The maximum it could be away from nationals would be 15%. So yeah, it's competitive in the sense there's no novice classes except ours, and um, which allows for more people in the open class, obviously. And um, and yeah, the weight used, there's actually a matrix set for you on it. So that's a really good question. So I have another question kind of off of that. Um, in the future, <clears throat> excuse me, in the future, there's going to be no novice, right? Um, it, what about masters and teens? Is that going to be affected too? Um, for for what? So like right now in 2022, masters, teens, and novice are all going to be at Battle at the Bridge. Mm -hmm. Let's say in 2023. Oh, gotcha. Is, the same, is that like we're not going to have novice next year? But I don't think so. Teen, they won't be masters and teens won't be there either. Yeah, if it if it's so unless they parlay it with like masters nationals and giving out more bids or they do like teen nationals but right now to my understanding it would just be like open like nationals qualifier it's basically the regionals are just set up to get people to go to nationals so yeah and this year like i said it's a little funky it's a gap year i think strongman corporation is using it to learn and to test out this new system I like it now a lot because I like that there's not going to be a million brackets. I don't have to do six shows to get there. And I also like, I can still just go and do a show in West Virginia and hopefully win. And then it's like, Hey, I'm at national. So it's the same thing I was doing before. I really like it. It just gives people that maybe, Hey, you know, um, you know, Dante goes to a show and it's super competitive. There's 16 middleweights signed up. Dante had a great day you know, missed out on, on that nationals qualifier by a half a point, you know, at his local show, he came in second place out of 16, but he can still go to the regionals now and get to nationals. So it allows for that. I like that now. Yeah, I that love guy, the guy that won can still go to nationals. 
I love the regional. I love that there's like the in-between. I like that there's the local. And then obviously if you win the local, you still go to nationals. But I like that there's like a middle ground that's like, okay, these people are above like the entry level that are just good enough to get into open that are filling in the class. But now when you get to a regional, everybody there is going to be pretty damn good. Yeah. It's not quite to national level, but like it gets that in between that I think, I think it's kind of needed. Yeah. I think, I think too, like platinum pluses have always been cool for people. Um, I've never get, I've never gotten to go to one. Um, But I know they're always talked about people love them because if you win, you get your own bid, which is, I think this is adds a little more structure and definition to like a platinum plus. And, um, you know, it limits how many there can be. So there's not, you know, six, if 16 promoters in the past wanted to run a platinum plus, if strongman corporate allowed it, technically that could happen. Right. So this just allows a little more structure and definition to it. So if it's done right, I think it can be pretty cool. Now that I've heard more about it, I'm very optimistic about it. And I'm, I'm, really happy. And I am very, very thankful that we were trusted and uh, it's a lot of pressure now. I can't screw it up because I wanted this show to keep, you know, but we're going to put on, I've been telling people it's funny because since day one on this pod, what have I been saying, boys, like sign up, you're not going to want it. You're not going to want to regret it. And how many people messaged me today, freaking swallowing their pride. Hey man, I signed up for this other show instead of yours, but Man, you think you do you think you can get a spot now? I'm like, if you get a spot, if you sign up, I mean, sign up. Don't wait. I, but they I was got, they might have got lucky with the mm-hmm. new openings. Mm-hmm. You're right, Riley. But I keep the receipts. Don't worry, I keep the receipts up here. But, Has there have you denied anyone yet? Just no, I'm not. Late? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> deny anyone. But I will say, <laughs> overwhelmed by how many people, more than a handful. I will say more than a handful of people have asked me to reserve them a spot. And I'm like, dude, I'm not sorry. I'm not. You can reserve yourself a spot. You can't. It's not fair. Yeah. I'm not going to reserve spots. No, I'm saying you can sign up and then your spots reserved. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like I open more spots. Just sign up. We said it from the beginning, man. Don't wait. Get signed up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like do not wait. (laughs) But we're going to be able to high step in the end zone for like the 19th time this show is sold out. (laughs) <laughs> my fiance's head's gonna fall off her body <laughs> this show started as 60 people and then i allowed 65 and then i didn't close the entry got to like 70 then opened it to 80 then 85 and now we're up to like 110 i think or 115 so but it does make sense that when i talked to dion she's like can you do you think you can that's frawley and i went down and i spoke to her about it and we went down and just Looked, walked the venue one last time. I wanted Frawley to get eyes on it and be like, hey, you know, tell me if you don't think it's big enough. I think um, we, have a, we have a really good idea for the layout yep. where um, where people can, you know, if you go to a strongman competition where you kind of set up shop, yep. you know, like every strongman show you go, you know, there's the areas where people put their tents and bags. I think we have a really good area for that that doesn't affect the actual event floor. And then the event floor is plenty big for spectators and competitors, you know, alike. And then, you know, we got the outdoor bar, the indoor bar. We got the the grill set up where the booths will go for all the companies that are sponsoring it. So, man, I think it's going to be perfect. After seeing it, I'm really excited about it. There's some some spots I won't talk about that I won't give away, but uh, 
like very premier event spots that could be very good showcasing, if you will. Yeah. So it'll look good. It'll yeah, look good it'll for look them. Awesome. It'll look very aesthetic for pictures, but for the spectators as well. It'll to be watch. easy to see. Yeah. It's, it's going to be like after seeing it now, I'm like, this, this is great. It's going to be perfect. I feel like that's always a big thing that Charmin shows, just being able to see the actual right, yeah. event. Right. That's a good point. I've been to a lot of strongman shows where it's just been kind of like, and I get it. Like not every show is trying to be like a huge show, mm-hmm. right? Like it's a local show with like 50 competitors. So they have like an open CrossFit gym and then they just, you know, caution tape off the competitor's floor. And it's like, you got a hundred spectators in there and they're, you know, shoulder, shoulder, and you can't even see your, your person you're there to watch compete really. So I'm pretty optimistic. We're not going to run into that. It's not going to happen where we're at. It's not. So, yeah, I'm, it was kind of cool too. They had like, they, they had, a, they had a event recently. So they had like where the food will be still set up. So it was kind of nice, like to see where it'll be. The outdoor bar looked good. It's nice that it looks so big, even with all the tables still set up, because once you get those tables down too, like it's a lot bigger than you think. When I approached the, the venue, the guy that I'm dealing with for the venue, he told me you could fit 800 outside. Now that's 800 for a concert venue. Like that's like, if you're jam packed, you know, we got to remember, we're going to have people doing a yoke 50 feet and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, but I, I'm just so excited. So if anyone has any questions, I tried to, I did DM every single person back yesterday and today. Um, but just a very overwhelming amount of questions. That's why I, I want to get Dion on here and, you guys can hear it straight from her, hopefully. So stay tuned for that next week, I hope. Um, is there – I mean, I could talk about Battle at the Bridge all day. I'm so excited. It's June 4th, 2022. I think we have a few sponsors already laid out. Um, I think we've got a good idea of the layout for the show. It's just now, um, you know, we're going to sell out. Like I was saying, we're going to be able to sell out one more time. Um, and then just really fine tune all the stuff. Um, and it'll be showtime before we know it. Great. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else, uh, after seeing the venue, I'm, I'm very confident it can hold the people, the amount of people that we're looking at. Um, the, the spot to set up camp will be plenty big. Um, you know, we can showcase some stuff. We can hang some banners in specific spots for pictures. It's like my very first reaction was, wow, this is a lot bigger than I thought it was because I had never actually seen it. So, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy from when we were when Riley and I were younger and they've it's literally over doubled in size, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And cool. yeah, Frollo, you good. know what I you know what I thought about, too, when we were talking about the yoke? It will, I forgot, I don't know why, I forgot to mention this when we were down there, but it'll be the yoke, the lane for the actual competitors will be set up on, on horse stall mats. Like, so that'll help, that'll help make sure it's like really flat too. And it's like an even surface. So uh, that it'll be like a lane with horse stall mats too wide. That's perfect. Yeah. So that'll, that'll help as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It's just really exciting stuff. I, I don't mean to sound like negative when I mean so many people have reached out because I appreciate it. Um, it was just overwhelming, but it, that's in a good way. Like, I mean, that means we're doing good stuff with the show and I'm just, I'm very excited. So, yeah. Um, so 
Let's go. Any personal updates for you guys? Dante, you got PA Dutch. Not that about yeah, what eight, eight weeks with, out. Like two weeks, yeah. Or not two weeks, two months. I'm yeah. working with Nick Hine now, so That's things cool. things are going pretty well with that so far. We're getting pretty long and figuring each other out, so hard parts That's coming up, so yeah. stay stay tuned for the updates. Yeah. That's good. Um, and so we have doing PA Dutch. We'll all be there, but we have you, Julia, Frank, Frank, Frank and Jerry, Frank and Jerry. So we got four people competing. We got a bunch of us going out. That'll be a fun show. I I'll get to wear my state chair shirt for the first time ever. <laughs> I'm required at any strongman corp shows that I'm attending i have to wear my state chair shirt does it look like does it look like a referee shirt or something yeah it kind of it kind of does it's really funny i just it's a nice shirt i just got it in the mail yeah i said that as like a joke but then you say that no it kind of it kind of is like a like it's the paul mauser always has it on anytime you've seen him but uh when you when you okay i think i think i know what you're talking about it's like a v-neck too yeah 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 i think i know what you're talking about but uh but yeah that'll be good um you know my training, we got the Clash qualifier, gets released this Thursday. So we are less than a week. This week, the first event for the Clash qualifier comes out. So um really excited for that. I'm, I'm nervous. Kidding. Um, I'm a little. I'm feeling a little under the weather right now. So I just wish I wouldn't have. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have got this bug, you know, this close to it, but I'm fine now. A little, I guess a little deload week beforehand. So probably didn't hurt me. Right. Um, but I I am I'm a little nervous. I'm just I'm excited to just get to try to qualify and, and see what the events are. If you guys we had Cody and Andrew on last week, I asked them their predictions of events. What do you guys what are your guys' predictions for the three events? You guys have anything? Feeling circus dumbbell. I I think I am too, honestly. I don't know what the I don't know what kind of circus demo, but I feel like that might be one of the events. I think it's gonna be an actual. I think I really do. I you know, I, I heard a good case for that that Furman has that whole thing with the belt clean and like how he, he hates that people don't allow the belt clean. So like he'll just out of spite just put in an ass <laughs> and like allow the belt clean. To do that. So like I don't know. The one thing I, that I will say that I heard on your in the episode was that they talked about sandbag to shoulder. He mm-hmm. did that for the middleweight qualifier, so I don't think you guys are going to see that. Oh, really? Yeah, that was one of the events. I think if I if I had to take a guess, the, my guesses are I think it's going to be a circus for the overhead. Then I think it's going to be an axle deadlift, and then I think it's going to be a sandbag of some sort. Because if you think about strongman. I even think it may be an axle press just because an axle is even easier to have than a circus. I said it on the episode. I just think about stuff that um, is easy for everyone to have. You know, you're not going to put in a Hercules hold because, you know, that's obvious why. You're not going to put in, you know, Fingal Fingers because, you know, same deal. But you're going to put in, you know, either a barbell or an axle, you know, Probably a sandbag because sandbags are pretty normalized in almost every gym that if you're training strongman, you most likely have access to sandbags. And they're not crazy expensive. Yeah. The only thing is, though, like in the past, like say he would announce all three, 
ahead of time. You would have time to order a sandbag from Cerberus. You don't even have time to order anything now. Right. You know, so that's Cerberus yeah. overnight, you know. <laughs> yeah. I I love the way they're doing it though. You gotta just be ready. Like yep. you can't. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna mention shows, but I think I think knowing like the events for a show, like literally a year in advance. Sometimes, like especially like a big show, it's like you can really just hone in on those events, and you're not necessarily getting the best strong man or strong woman. You're getting the person that had, you know, that just literally set everything else aside and practiced. Now, a lot of time, the strongest person is still going to win, but I think it does. I don't know having the events that far ahead of time. I don't know. It does definitely, definitely, definitely makes well around it yeah. well around it because you don't know it's coming. Right. I hey, just you've been freshening up on it on XYZ. Like it's like, okay, I don't know what's coming my way. So like I kind of got to dabble in every event in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Because what if I have to do it? Right. Like I gotta do it on three days' notice. Yeah. I'm excited. I'll be doing mine on Saturdays. So like the probably like the 20, I think it's like the 23rd or whatever, yeah. whatever that Saturday is, like the 22nd be, yeah 22nd 29th and 5th i'll be doing them down to 580 so if you're any weight class you're doing the clash qualifiers come down to 580 barbell on saturdays and do them because we'll probably have myself and maybe a couple other people doing it so it helps to have a little bit of a team we got that scale that goes up to 400 that's calibrated and everything like that so um it always helps having a little team. I wouldn't ra- there's no day I'd rather do it than Saturday because you got the most hype crew and you got the most people down there to help and stuff. So absolutely. Right I, on. I just think about it like with all the videos and submissions, you gotta think it's gonna be something that's somewhat manageable to weigh for everyone, right? Because you don't, but who knows? Furman's a wild dude, so he could I, I could honestly I could see the first event being like a log axle circus press medley. You know what I mean? Like I, I really could, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just going to be mad if there's not a deadlift at all. There will be. I don't see how I think there will be. be. I, I will say if there's not, I'm going to be pissed because there's an actual chance. And I know he's listening right now. My cousin, Kurt Langtot, new father, by the way, clap it up for Kurt. He's a dad now. Congratulations, cousin. It's, if he's when he's hearing this right now, it's between seven and nine on Monday morning because he listens. He listens while he trains on Monday morning. But my cousin has entered the clash qualifiers. So if <laughs> I'm just saying, if there's like a sandbag, sandbag over shoulder, max reps in a minute, a squat, and an axle clean and press, Kurt will 100% beat me, and I will have to quit strong. <laughs> <laughs> That would be tough. Imagine if there was like a front squat for some reason, and he just he just waxes me. He would. No, oh, he that'd be I'm, that'd be interesting. Hand up, he will. <laughs> hand up. Oh man. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm happy he's doing it. He listened last week. He listens every week. But he was like, "Hey, if you guys need more 80s, I might as well just throw my hat in and get you guys more participation." So I'm like, "Sure, yeah, dude." Doesn't hurt. Cool. Um. But yeah, I'm excited. Um, we'll see. I I feel like one event's just gonna be wild, and just be very outlandish. But who knows? I told it sucks. Like code, it's 
the only downside of doing a qualifier like this is like, if you guys heard last week, Cody said like, he's, he's on his family vacation, you know, starting this week, you know, he's going to be somewhere like completely remote. You know, he's like, if it's a barbell, I'm sure I'll be good. But like circus law, I mean, he's probably, you know, it's like, what do you, that, that stinks. That stinks. So I don't know. I guess starting strong, man, will be your best bet. Yeah, honestly, but well, cool. Um, that's cool for the '80s clash, right? What is? That's just all of that. Like that's coming up for the '80s clash. So that's yeah, cool. yeah. It's for every. It's for every class qualifier. Oh, all the weight classes are coming. Yeah, I didn't realize they're, that. They're all they're all the same day. I had it on my mind that it was just the 80 kilos. I didn't no, know it's it it's enough. every every class starts on January 20th. I dig it. Yeah. Dig it. So from when we're recording this, it's exactly one week. Right. I um, hope. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Let us know what you guys think is gonna be uh be an event. Yep. Um man, we got a lot of great questions this week. It's very awesome to see. Serum. Oh, also that clash on the Cumberland happened. Yeah. Well, when this when this releases, it happened yesterday. Right. But uh, my new friend CJ Krause, he's a lightweight. I've been like DMing him. We've been DMing a lot, but he's going for the eighty kilo American record for deadlift, and he's gonna definitely raise the bar. He's opening at six seventy five, and uh, he. I mean, he, but he is one of those guys. He has a huge weight cut, huge for me. I don't, you know, a lot of these guys do it. Um, he was, I think like only, I'm going to look right now. He's only, he weighs in tomorrow and he's only four pounds over now. So he'll be good. But I think he started his cut, you know, like probably 15 pounds over at least. But uh, yeah, he, He's, oh, I think he's opening like 675, then 700 second, and then 725 third. And that's in no suit either. So, pretty what is the suit. current American record? I think it's only like 655, but it's obviously going to get pushed way up from this clash series. Absolutely. Cause I know, I know if it, if it was, if it was still 655 for the last one, I'll go to that. Sure. I'll go and I'll try to set the record. Um, you know that the world record was broken recently. Somebody yeah, it was like I think it's like seven. It's mid sevens. Yeah, somebody hit a seven forty four at lightweight at eighty yeah. kilo, which is insane. Yeah. I think he pulled it in a suit, right? I believe you're right. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not taking anything. I mean, he's definitely no. probably a seven hundred puller without a suit. Hey, so. man, seven forty four at yeah. eighty kilos is insane. Um. So uh, the first question we got, I was dreading it because I know this will just spark some stupid shit. I can't wait. Let's go. <laughs> hear it. No, it's not even. Let's hear it. Just, just is get a it hot, Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh. I just got to get out of the way. Yes. Does it matter? No. No, it doesn't. But I think, it, I think it is. Sandwich. It's meat between bread. I feel like it's sandwich. We just agreed on something. One of these big arguments. That's a that's groundbreaking. This is this is, this is moving. I'm like two years into you, Josh. This is the first time <laughs> we, we agreed we on bonded, No, we bonded on the Oreos cookie thing too with Ryan. That is true. I I I think it's technically. I think it's kind of a sandwich. It's between two buns, and it has the the you know the 
entree the meat between what the else, what else would it fall what category would it fall under if it's not fall under a hot, hot dog, dog category yeah it's called a hot dog there's like a whole i did i did my homework does a burger have its own category oh because a burger is a sandwich burger is a sandwich the the hot dog people rally are i'm not gonna have you ever heard gonna, of an have you ever heard of an open face sandwich yeah yeah that's an open face sandwich technically a hot dog could be considered an open face sandwich the face is open. I did homework on this after I saw this come through because I'm like, this is going to be like, you know, this is going to be like four hours on the episode. And I'm, I will say I've made fun of a lot of groups on this podcast, anime people, reptile people. You were, you were an anime person for a week. I was. And then I football came back on. I'm, I'm on the record saying that, but I will say I will not make fun of the hot dog people because I dove onto their websites and their blogs and stuff. They're crazy. They're actual crazy people. They're like flat earthers. Yes, like they're crazy. They hot dog truthers are like I don't want to even mess with them. They scare me. They have they have websites, blogs, Reddit's, all this stuff like political campaign. And these are people saying it's not yes. a sandwich. Yes. No, it's a hot dog. Okay. But there's people. But there's like people that like fire back at him like that it is a sandwich and those people just like i presume they just wind up dead because these these hot dog people so there's, i won't they find I'm those trolls ip addresses there's yeah. like a, there's like a usa today website like a article on it a couple other articles i'm looking at right now there's like a website that's like a hot dog is this is not a sandwich.com or it was scary i don't know i'm not doing it there's a hot dog.org probably i'm a- I might, I might just test it and see how far I can go <laughs> with the hot dog as a sandwich. Riley oh. versus the hot dog people. Biggest rivalry in America. All right, I'm moving on. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to get that one out. That wasn't that heated. I was like, I don't I, really care. I don't have, I don't have. Yeah, I, I'm not a passionate. Like I'll, I, I smang glizzies in the summer if they're like if if we're at Riley's house and we're playing cornhole, dude. I'll I'll put down thirteen glizzies. Fact, honestly, you know what else too? They're just so easy to eat. Oh yeah, but let me say they are easy to eat when you're like leisurely eating them, like it's your own desire. People that chirp like, oh, I could eat like a hot dog eating contest. Not easy, dude. Not easy. We did one at school once, like as like a mock. I got buried. Like they're not easy. You set a ten minute timer, you get buried. Like you it's don't. Just, do it's it. just hard to fit that much in your stomach that quickly. Yeah, you don't. Stomach's do not used day. to eating like that. Like Dante would be the guy that's like, yeah, I'll eat like forty two in ten minutes. He'll eat six max. I never did a hot dog eating contest, but I did do a taco eating contest. Oh, I like tacos. Hard or soft shell? Hard. Soft. Soft for sure. No, I'm asking what he did. It was uh, hard. No. If you pick, I'm just going to say, Dante, don't even answer because I don't even want to yeah. go down. This. If you choose hard shell over soft, that's nuts. True. That is really nuts. It's- if I'm in the mood, I will do it, but 90% of the time it's soft over hard. It, I like soft too, but listen, the, the Dorito ones, they are the Dorito ones, the Dorito yeah, hard shells, good. those are really good. Yeah, they're good. Like, no, listen, if I go to Taco Bell, like, this is going to segment so perfectly in our next segment because it's asking us about nutrition and strongman. <laughs> we're like on like a passionate rant about tacos, but like Balance. if I go to, if I go to Taco Bell, I'll get 10 tacos and I'll get like seven or eight soft shells, but then I have to get two hard shells to mix it up. Like every fourth or fifth taco. Why don't you just get a Crunchwrap Supreme? 
No, no I, no. I just like, I just like tacos from Taco Bell, but I, I love like, like hard shells are like, they're, they're so hard to eat. They just fall apart. Yeah. They're not, but it's not, it's a nice curveball. Nice. Change is nice stuff. Like sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You're seeing a big, you're seeing a big nacho. We're on your side, Riley. We're on your side. Just we're on the same team. Here. Yeah, we're on the same team, Riley. I'm passionate about this. I'm not passionate about hot dogs. Being <laughs> I'm passionate about this. Hard tacos suck. Yeah. I was they're, really they're, passionate. They're fine. They're fine. They suck. I I think you're wild if you pick. I think soft are just so much more convenient. But I also saw this thing going. Do you guys see the thing going around like a month or two ago? Like this whole like group trying to expose Taco Bell for their meat quality. I'm like – was that like 10 years ago? They got caught for that already? I don't know. I just saw it like circulating. They got sued like, like a while ago because it bro. was like so much percent meat filler. Dude, I go meat. I go to Taco Bell and I get a dozen tacos and my order is like $10. Do you think I think it's like 90, 10 ground? If you, like, if you, if you like, think that's actual to... meat, you're psychotic. Yeah, like you're a crazy person if you think it's like, like you think you're eating like 93.7 extra lean grass-fed cow? Like I'm no, dude, you're that. eating like... You're eating like yeah. slaw. I'm not like going to Taco Bell chunk. thinking I'm eating exquisite cuisine. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm getting Taco Bell, bro. I know what I'm getting you know what and I, mean? I still want it. Yeah, yeah, it's Taco Bell. And like I will say, like, I have not had Taco Bell for like two years. But like I used to smang it all the time. <laughs> I could not remember last time I talked about it. It could be yeah. like five years. I don't know. Yeah, I don't mine's been at least two years. So I don't want people to think I'm like Taco Bell every day. I'm not. <laughs> Taco Bell's like you were Wendy's every day. I used to be. Anyway. Big topic, nutrition and strongman. I honestly, I honestly think nutrition is the hardest thing in all strength strength sports. I don't even think it's close. Yeah. I, I feel like you could just say in life for most people. Yeah, 100 percent That's a good point. Like I think um like see, nutrition is where I'm the least knowledgeable. I have a nutrition coach. I I uh I deflect my questions to others a lot of the time because nutrition is where I'm the least knowledgeable. I'm trying to learn a lot more about it. I ask my nutrition coach a lot of questions. Um, I think the one thing is people don't realize that they're under eating. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm a hard, especially people that are beginning. I'm a, we've all heard the term hard gainer, right? I think when you actually have someone that is a hard gainer, the first thing I always have them do is put their, I say, okay, for one week, track everything you eat in my fitness pal. And you will be very surprised. You know, you come back with weeks that are 1600 calorie days, you know, 1700 calories. And you're like, and you ate, you know, 70 grams of protein. It's like, as a strength athlete, that's not going to cut it. Um, I think for strongmen, you can get away with eating and powerlifting. You can get away with eating dirtier, but I still think it's, more beneficial to eat on the healthier side. We're eating whole foods just because you have moving events, all that stuff. And you just generally want to feel better. You want better gut health, all that stuff. Right. And another thing with food is you're going to recover better if you eat better. Um, now I follow a nutrition plan. I eat pretty much strict to it. I have a cheat meal at least once a week. I'm not going to act like I'm perfect, especially when I'm far out from a, a show like nationals. I really doubt it. And I was weeks and weeks without a cheat meal. Um, but I think in general, just eat good whole foods, eat good carbs, rice and potatoes, stuff like that. And just have some greens, broccoli, spinach, stuff like that. I think you'll be good. Um, but I think it, it helps to track your foods too. 
I got you want three, to take three main things that I think applies to the general public. You probably eat too much fat and you don't realize it. You probably as a strength athlete are eating too much protein and don't realize it. And you probably aren't eating enough carbohydrates. People really underestimate the necessity, like the need for carbs as a strength athlete. So like when it comes to dietary fat, like fat goes into your body. And if you don't, if it doesn't get burned up, it gets stored into fat right away. Whereas carbohydrates goes through the process of breaking down like glycogen and it goes into your muscles first. And then after that, if there's still carbs left over, that gets stored as fat. So it probably takes your body two, three, four days to actually store extra carbohydrates, whereas excess fats can go to fat right away. So it really doesn't do you any good to eat a lot of fat. Um, it's just kind of empty calories that you're consuming. So I would say like, try to keep your fats low and bump your carbs up a little bit because especially for the calorie use too. So if you have two grams of carbs, that's eight calories, whereas one gram of fat is nine. So just, you can eat more carbs than you can fats and you get less calories, fewer calories. So that's, that's great. Whenever you're, when you're conscious of your calorie consumption, that's what I'm trying to say. I also think too, with carbs, like one thing I've learned a lot about since I've been working with nutritionists is uh, nutritional timing. So um, if like you look at the way mine structured, like my two highest carb meals of the week are always before and after training. So I consume a lot of carbs before training. And then I consume even more carbs post-training when I've got that big spike and, you know, I'm able, you know, to use those carbohydrates to their best, best ability, I guess. So that's one thing I've thought has been cool too in my um, limited knowledge of, of nutrition. Yeah. There, there's so much to know about There's So much I think too is, find foods that you digest and that work for you. Like just cause everyone's like broccoli, broccoli, broccoli. I know a lot of people that struggle with digesting broccoli, it, a lot of blow, you know, it doesn't sit well with their gut. So maybe find something, you know, that's a different source that, that works better for you or, Hey, I eat ground beef a lot, but Turkey ground Turkey may work better for you or having a steak or having just chicken, you know, everyone's different. So I think just testing it, go into like my fitness pal, one of those apps like that, and just uh, record, start recording your nutrition. But I think another one, like final thing, the best guideline or plan you can have is one you'll follow. So like, if you 100%. don't like broccoli, you're not going to eat broccoli. If you don't like potatoes, don't eat potatoes, like figure something out so that you can say, okay, I like this stuff and I can eat it consistently. That's like the, the science is compliance. What will you do for it to work? Right. Um, yeah, good question. Uh, favorite recovery methods. I'm a big fan of Epsom salt baths. I feel yeah, pretty I, good. After, I feel pretty good after some of those. I knew you'd say that. I, I you've always preached Epsom salt. I've never done them. Um, I really, I'm just pretty old school. I mean, if you're going to want to recover, I'm like, you know, work out and then sleep. I mean, I've done deep tissue before. I really liked it. I kind of reserved that for uh, a big show or something about a week or so out. Um, 
try to stay on top of as strength athletes. I mean, I know it's something I've always dealt with is just lower back pain, hip pain, stuff like that, just from training for a long time. So my biggest thing is I always just stay on a schedule with my chiropractor just to get my re readjustments. That helps me a lot. I don't do ice baths or really any of that stuff. Just like we were talking about nutrition, make sure I'm eating enough and make sure I'm sleeping enough. Yep. Sleep and food. I do a little bit of foam roller work, a little bit of like soft tissue stuff where like I'll use one of those knobs and like dig into soft spots and stuff like that. Um, since the new year, it's been a resolution of mine to get better at doing mobility more frequently. Um, so I'm just trying to keep my, uh, my joints mobile uh, prehabbing versus um, being reactive to a nagging pain, just kind of trying to stay ahead of it rather than let it build up and then do something about it. Yeah, it's, it's that's just actually... That just actually reminded me, uh, one thing that's been helping me a lot that I've done since I've started with a new coach is I have a fifth day in my training. And it's like after my most intense session, I have like a small recovery workout, um, usually in and out within 30 to 40 minutes, a lot of movement, um, a lot of knee health stuff. And uh, it seems like it's been helping me recover a lot more for like the upcoming week. So, and it's simple stuff. It's just getting yourself to get in that gym the extra day and do it. It's just doing it. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of like moderate, low intensity, like cardio kind of stuff, mobility work after some of my workout days, and it seems to be help promoting a lot of recovery as well. Yeah. Just keep yourself moving and mobile. So like on your days off, don't just sit in your chair after you're done with your nine to five job or whatever and just do nothing. Just get up and go for a walk or yep. do something. <laughs> um, is there a Facebook group for Battle at the Bridge? Yes, there is. Um, should just be able to search battle at the bridge on Facebook. I'll try to get a little more active on there. One thing I like about iron podium is that I can just send an email to everyone. Cause I never thought it was really fair that like everyone in, in strongman, it seems like it's always just been like either email the promoter or just reference Facebook. And if like, what happens if you're not on Facebook, like you got like masters who aren't on it for all he's not on, you know, some, some people just aren't on Facebook, which is fine. So you shouldn't, I don't think all of it should be reserved to putting your info on Facebook. So with the iron podium, I can send an email to all competitors, which I'm going to keep doing like monthly for the show for updates. Um, so thoughts and feelings on the different forms of deadlift, conventional sumo hex bar. I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I like, I like just a conventional deadlift the most. Yeah. And everything has its purpose. That's yeah. literally what I was going to say. <laughs> everything has its purpose. I mean, I think people who do hex bar and try to say, like, try to justify that it's not easier than conventional are nuts. Because I, I, I'm yet to meet a human that pulls more conventional than they do on a hex bar. Um, I think it's just it's more of a natural movement pattern. Having a side load, you're able to yeah. you're able to like sit into it a little bit more. You don't have a bar literally at your shins, you know, that you have to move around versus the trap bar. It moves around you. Um, so that pattern is going to be easier. Plus, they're typically a higher pick. Say the pick's higher, too. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of I will say I do kind of like that sumo isn't allowed in strongman because it just to me, a sumo is just a different, it's almost a different movement than a conventional deadlift. I get like in powerlifting, that's cool. You get the choice of both. I, I like just having like the defined deadlift in strongman though. It's 
conventional. You can use straps, and I, I like it. Sumo is just taking advantage of like so, like perfect leverages. So like, there's nothing wrong with anybody pulling sumo as long as it's within the rules. Um, but if you look at powerlifting, it is it is literally the object is to lift as much weight as possible within the rules. So if you are advantageous to pull with a sumo pull and your leverages benefit that you should do it. It makes right. it makes sense. But I, I agree. I like that strongman doesn't allow it personally. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that? I'm pretty much good. I like uh, for athletes. Yeah. Best. Yeah. Me too. Me too. A lot. That's a good point. Speaking um, of, I just saw a video on Twitter of, I don't know if you guys know who Luke Void is, but he's a, he plays for the Yankees and he was doing a trap bar deadlift. I think it was four plates. And he, he did a couple reps and um, someone sent in a group chat and I just sent back the video of Ryan Cradle pulling <laughs> four plates on a trap bar. Yeah, he did like a, a high schooler. He did like a 455. I mean, like, Luke Void's like a big dude. Like he's, yeah. He's pretty stocky, but it was just funny. I just sent back the video yeah. of Ryan doing it. And he was literally in ninth grade when he did it. Down yeah. around. That's awesome. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> Best sandbag brand in your opinion. I hate I hate shouting out brands that aren't paying us, but Cerberus, I will say, is by far. It's not even – I've used four sandbag brands, and Cerberus from – Start to finish, in my opinion, is the absolute best. Being able to fill them, um, the longevity of them, the way it holds the sand, you know, in the long term, I think all of it, I think Cerberus is the best. I like that you don't have to pack them 100%. You know, like if it's like their 265 bag, you have wiggle room in there. You know, you could make it 280 or you can make it 250 if you really want it. Yeah, it's they not a block. Room. It's not yeah. a block. It's a sandbag. Yeah, but it should have some give to it. So I still I I like Cerberus a lot. Yeah, everyone I everyone I've heard say is like, oh, I prefer when it's packed to the gills because it's so much easier to move. Like yeah. that's the po- the point of a sandbag. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Hundred um, percent. Does a block pull still count as a deadlift? I mean, counts as a block. I mean, <laughs> as block. a block pull deadlift. Yeah, yeah. I mean like. If you go to a show and they're doing like, you know, an 18 inch block, you know, block, yeah, then I mean, yeah, it's, they'll, they'll call it an 18 inch deadlift. I typically only say like, I don't record my personal records for like, you know, like my 13 and stuff. I just, if someone asks me what my deadlift is, I tell them my deadlift from the floor. Right? Yeah. That's the only thing. Don't, don't say that you're max deadlift. Yeah. But I mean, it's a deadlift. It's a yeah. deadlift movement for sure. And it kind of goes back to sumo trap bar conventional. Yeah. Have their place. Right. Like, they're useful in training if you need to hone in on that position. So, um, but you're not going to talk about your record. Right. Those movements. So. Right. Um, I can answer, I can answer part of this question. Uh, the next one, favorite pre and post workout food and pre-workout supplement supplement horsepower, pre-workout 580 barbell.com. You can go buy yours. Now, if you're local, just shoot us a DM. And you someone just gave you a softball, or you asked, yeah. Thank you, thank you for that softball. Another shameless plug, yeah. I will plug that all day. Um, who does Riley want the Steelers to draft in the first round? Or, yeah, 
I mean, you don't, I don't, you don't have to say a person specifically, but you can at least say a position. Gotta build the trenches. That's it. That's where you win. Thank you. They need a line, man. So gotta build the O line. And the and the interior D line. You can't give up 200 rushing yards a game and expect to win. Can I just say something? What would we do? Big Bang gets this like huge retirement tour. You know, makes the playoffs. You know, we're gonna beat Kansas City here on Sunday mm-hmm. when this is released. But uh, what if he's just like, no, nah, I'm coming back. <laughs> Jordan Belfort. Yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not leaving. Like, <laughs> he hasn't even said like. I mean, he's hinted at it like more than ever. Like for sure. Like I, I would say like it's like nine nine point nine. Like he's done, right? And he like, invited all of his friends and family yeah. to the last game. But like, what if he just like? What if he just comes back? He's, he's like, I never said. I never said I was done. He's just setting it up. He's technically said it before, like he's been hitting at it for a while and just yeah. keeps coming back. But I think this time it's for real. Yeah. I mean, dude, the way the reg- – you honestly <laughs> cannot draft up the regular season ending cooler and better than it did. Like mm-hmm. Cleveland at home, we've beat the absolute living shit out of Cleveland since 2000 – well, before 2004, but since Big Ben – Got under center in 2004. You know, it honestly is amazing, too. And I probably said on the show, how delusional and creepy are these Cleveland fans? That they can even talk about Big Ben in any form or talk shit on the Steelers at all. How how just delusional do you have to It's a coping mechanism. It's weird. It's weird. Like, if I was a Cleveland Browns fan, I wouldn't talk. I literally like not not just about football, like just in general. Like I just wouldn't talk because someone always has in their back pocket, like, "Aren't you a Browns fan?" Like, yeah. Was, All right, well then, sure. This was supposed to be their year. They won the Super Bowl before the season yeah. started. The last like four years, it's supposed to been been their year, and their best was what they made. The, they won one playoff game. Good job. You've won one playoff game in thirty years. Good job, Big Ben. They showed that graphic, Big Ben. 26 and three against the Bengals and or against the Browns in the regular season. How could you ever like Riley? Imagine if you're a, a, a Browns fan and you're sitting at home with your family watching that game and that graphic pops up on your TV that you paid money for. What do you, what do you do? You're Just like, put your head down like for all he's doing right now. You do that. People, but these people actually have the nerve to talk. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, whatever. Sorry for your guys' loss. You guys stink. They should move that team. That's all I got to say. Um, advice for someone who has never competed in a, in a strongman competition before and is competitive by nature. Just do it. Uh, yeah, just do it. Um, I'm definitely a pretty competitive guy myself. Uh, and I think everyone is by nature. It's competitive, right? So you obviously don't want to lose, but I think no matter win or lose, you know, how dorky it sounds, you know, you're going to, you're going to leave learning a lot and taking a lot from that first competition. So if you truly think you fit in the novice category, do novice. If you think you're strong enough and competitive enough to do open, do open your first show. You know, that's kind of up to you. I get that question a lot. Should I do open or novice? Nine times out of 10, if you're asking, you should do novice, I think. Um, I've said it on here before, but 
my first show came from powerlifting. I'm like, oh, I'll do open. Paul Mauser was like, dude, you should probably just do gnaw this. And I was like, you know, I'll do do open. I did not end up listening to him do novice and thank God I did. You know, I wouldn't, I would have came in dead last in every event and open and probably would have zeroed events instead of just doing novice and learning and then going into the open class. So make sure you have fun. Yeah. Right. That's, that's why we do this stuff. Some people, I mean, the big guys, like the big names, you know, they get paydays, but we don't, you know, make sure you're having fun. And if you're not having fun, really reconsider if you really want to do it. Right. Um, but yeah, those are all our questions. Great questions this week. I, I appreciate everyone that took the time to ask. That was a lot of great questions. Um, but yeah, do you guys have anything else to add? No, I think I think we touched a lot today and got some pretty good conversation going. So yeah, great episode. Um, as always, we plugged it already, but you can get your horsepower pre-workout now. Uh, working on getting that second flavor of mixed berry in, but we still have watermelon left currently. Um, just go to fiveagentbarbell.com. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. We're currently, well, actually, the giveaway will be, huh? Can I put the can I put the giveaway at the end of this episode, Dante? We can. Will we have time? Do it. Actually, no, we'll announce it. We'll announce it on our Instagram. We'll announce it on Instagram live on Monday night. Cause it, okay. announced, yeah. it ends, it ends Sunday. So yeah, I'll announce be. it. I'll announce it. Let me just make sure the date. Yeah. I think, I think, I think yeah. that'll work. I think that'll work a lot better actually. Yeah. So, so you're listening to this. You have a very small amount of time. Go to our Instagram, like the post tag two friends in the comments. There's some bonus entries, stuff to do. We're giving away some free pre-workout. So go enter the giveaway now. You have probably like four hours left. So um, we're going to announce it tomorrow on the 17th. So thank you guys so much for all the support. Um, we appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Later. So. Love you guys.